Hello. Welcome to Two Idiots Talk, the podcast where two idiots talk to you who are also idiots uh, about something, anything. Whatever we want. <laughs> I'm Nate. I'm Will. And sometimes it's uh, going to be a little more informal than others like this time because uh, we're probably just going to get real angry. This is a much more political episode. So Barubi, be that. that's the guy's name. How do you say that? Barub? Jack? What is that? So, and Tolter. What was the other suburbs, one? civilization, <laughs> the economy, racism, how we've constructed society, capitalism, no, everything, the human race. <laughs> Don't say that word. Our death, our death wish. I'm fucking sick of it, Will. I'm sick of I capitalism. I know we do, <laughs> dude. I I remember vividly. Well, okay, this is partially time time hop's fault too, but I always be like tweeting in on Facebook and shit, being like, "Hey, capitalism's pretty cool. <laughs> like, it's giving us like a lot of yeah. freedom and like choices, and uh, technology, and yeah." And then I went to college, <laughs> <laughs> the the hub of leftist thought, where they radicalize you. No, not really. I went to yeah, fucking literally- art school, and that shit was. <laughs> I went to art school. There were Trump supporters at art school. This shit, college does not... You get radicalized at college if you have half a fucking brain. <laughs> uh, that That's another episode. Why college radicalizes you. Yeah. This episode is going to be about uh, white flight. <laughs> white flight to and fro, back and forth, the waves. It's going to be... I don't know how big of a topic. We uh, This is going to be difficult to maybe keep us either in line i don't know that's why i'm conflicted on whether this should be a a talk or a chat episode little meta there for you on the podcast hey but well um, i think because we're drinking it should be a chat episode but i'm still gonna number oh yeah we're drinking so if we're a little uh slurry it might be uh might be because of that so (laughs) our apologies but i don't give a fuck anyway (laughs) because we're we're cool we're cool like that we're so fucking brad this Um, is the first cool episode of our podcast we are no longer dorks, officially. <laughs> All right. Is there any particular place you want to start off on in this? Or? Um, basically, uh, I had some quotes from the CBS article. I thought it was the best, like, constructed one. Um, okay. Just the fact that, like, poorer and people of color are moving to the suburbs. And one of the, one of the quotes from the CBS articles was like yeah um cops usually in suburbs really didn't know like what to do like they didn't have anything to do <laughs> they didn't really have anything to do so oh, right yeah like, because it was like they were like writing tickets and, sh- and shit and they're just like oh you ran a stop sign and then all of a sudden like poor urban people are coming to the suburbs and which is kind of the reason i didn't like this article because it sounded a little racist oh yeah because it, it was like because really- it was like Poor minorities are moving to the suburbs, and now cops are dealing with real crime. Yeah, cops were like, brown people? Now what? We can't just write speeding no, tickets and get, our, get away with our quotas? Fuck. Uh, 
Well, actually, it probably would help with their quotas if you think about it. Well, but if they just racial profile, I don't know. Yeah, all these articles well, were like yeah. somewhat racist. <laughs> no, I was getting that feel for a lot of them too, but I was trying to look past that because they did have some decent information in them. I guess we can kind of talk about a little bit of white flight of the original white flight, you know? Okay. At first. So unless you're unfamiliar with the term white flight, it is about when the civil rights movement was happening in the mid 20th century. A lot, or I guess that was one of them. So pretty much white flight happened for a long period of time. As black people started to migrate up to the north into cities because they didn't want to be sharecroppers on the farms they used to be slaves on and they didn't want to deal with like the fucking disgustingly racist south they were moving to cities in the south and then they were moving up north um and also into the cities in north in the north and white people were going oh hell fucking no absolutely not cities i gotta live next to brown people hell no and they flew out of the cities at enormous rates into suburbs which were only just beginning and they were building single family homes separated from each other in small towns i guess you could say instead of living in larger buildings close together in the dense urban areas and as we well know with redlining and everything this led to urban areas becoming very poor regardless of their tax income and suburbs becoming very wealthy because all the wealthy white people were leaving into them so like that was kind of the gist of the white flight originally i'm not too familiar but like before that in in america did suburbs and like small towns not really exist like were were all communities efficiently organized and like had a had a solid (laughs) community (laughs) i wouldn't say efficiently organized but i would say Everything was like rural or urban. Like okay, but also urban cities weren't what we think of they are today. Like they weren't fucking skyscrapers. Obviously, they were just yeah. dense living, larger buildings. Because skyscrapers back in the day were like five stories, right. five maybe ten stories. Those were like whoa, that's so tall. It's a skyscraper. <laughs> we needed elevators. And now it's like fucking fifty People are to hundred. Too lazy to yeah. take stairs. I don't. Hey, stairs fucking suck. I guess I could look up when elevators were invented. But yeah, basically, it uh, doesn't matter. The creation of the suburb was like the downfall of society. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our thesis. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, you sent me all those videos that were like. Yeah, suburbs are like super inefficient and like they spread out our resources and tax dollars are yes. are stretched thin. Yes. <laughs> I guess for our audience, there's this really good YouTube channel called Echo Gecko. That's E C O and then Gecko like the animal, so G E C K O. And he talks about the suburbs in detail and also like neoliberalization in general and he has a whole series it's like 6 6 or 7 videos long where he talks about how they're destroying the environment they're destroying the economy they're not even profitable they're literally not profitable like as like from a government perspective like even though it's a bunch of rich people the city is getting no money from them and this in suburbs are subsidized by urban taxes yep which is insane which granted probably is only more recently like Hmm. i already knew yeah i already knew fuck yards I already knew, like, fuck commutes. <laughs> fuck I yards. Didn't, I didn't know. Fuck turf grass, bitch. God damn. <laughs> I didn't I want know. a fucking mushroom garden in my goddamn lawn, yeah. Like, fuck roads, man. 
We have so many fucking roads for private transportation. It's stupid. Yeah. It is so dumb. We fucking, like, that's, like, one of the parts of the video of Gecko Gecko's videos is L.A. Holy shit. Hold on real quick, Nate. I want you to go to Google Maps right goddamn now. Right fucking now. I'll have to type with one hand. Type with one hand and go to Google Maps. All the listeners, go to fucking Google Maps right now. Zoom out. Go to California. From far away, from very far away, find Los Angeles. Change the map to, to satellite view. And just slowly zoom in until you can see the gray fucking hellscape that is L.A. Uh, I don't know how to change to satellite. Oh, there In we the go. bottom left corner, there should be like a little square. God, my That's internet is so image. slow. <laughs> we can't have anything good in this world. It's not loading. Wait, like satellite image isn't loading? Yeah. If I zoom in, it just looks fucking... Like a blob. Holy like shit. A <laughs> Your computer fucking sucks. I give up. Well, regardless, <laughs> LA is considered a fucking mega city, but if you really like go into it and look, this isn't a city. This is not it's a city. It's just roads. It's just 99% roads and fucking single family homes everywhere. Fucking everywhere for miles and miles. It's a desert of concrete. That's it why um horrifying. the sprawl. That's why the song "The Sprawl" by Arcade Fire is so sad. Yeah, it's, it's an anti-capitalist uh, teenage youth anthem. There's so many about... songs <laughs> that I used to listen to that are anti-capitalism that I didn't realize were anti-capitalism until I became an anti-capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That's like fucking right, uh, conservatives listening to um um like Rage Against the Machine. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. And being like, yeah, this is just this is just cool, not Dude, realizing what the fuck for, it's about. For, I I remember watching that video of that guy waving the Confederate flag to the to killing in the name of mm -hmm. he was like 60 70 years old and just waving the confederate flag yeah. banging his head to killing in the name i was like and the wife was just like this head banging and like screaming the lyrics and everybody's just like watching them like what the fuck are you what, i was like this cannot you? be parodied this is ca this cannot this is too funny for real life will <laughs> i <laughs> i want to believe i want to believe in my heart of hearts that that was fake and that those people knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> and I just can't. I just can't anymore. There's too much, like, dumb ass shit happening for me to think anyway, that, that is fake. We got to get back on track here. Yeah. Let's see. Sorry. What, what, do, what do we really want to get into? Basically, what, what we want to say is that all these articles were, like, super racist and were, like, race uh, profiling not profiling, but like lumping poor people into also brown people and saying that they were moving into suburbs and out of cities, which were making suburbs more poor and a bunch of like white affluent, uh, older millennial and younger Gen X generations were moving into the cities with like small families and yeah, sapping the it, income. It was like the, the articles were talking about like, one of the articles in particular was talking about how 
poor minorities are moving into the suburbs and bringing their poverty with them. Yeah, like, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but when you, you watch, when you watch, so Echo Gecko, his videos are very informed. He did his fucking research. And one of the things he mentions, like I said, is that suburbs are not profitable in terms of taxes. So even before poor people were moving into the suburbs, which we'll get into in a second, suburbs, the fact that it's so spread out, it was, I forget the exact term it is, but essentially it's the land area consumed per capita is so large, and the fact that most government uh, utilities, I guess, like things that are being provided to the people, the costs are mostly based on the area they consume. Yeah. Suburbs take up a ton of that with pipes, with electricity, uh, with heating and whatnot, because they're like, there's no trees around. There's no, um, they're not close together. Right. Yeah. So even like with how it's a single family home that's so big, but there's no coverage, they also are like constantly using air conditioning and heating. So they're not profitable no matter who's living there, whether they're rich or poor. So they were already losing money. So it's like, originally you have rich white people were living in cities because that's where all the money was back in the mid-1800s to early 1900s. And yeah. then black people started moving to the cities because that's where you know the money and the jobs were. They wanted their fucking jobs. They didn't want to be sharecroppers anymore. And the public transportation. And the public transportation, exactly. You didn't have exactly. to own a car. Exactly. And... So white people move to the suburbs, hoping to get away from it. But then now what's happening is suburbs are losing money. Cities are gay. So suburbs are losing money. They have been for a while. Businesses don't want to stay in the suburbs because they're losing money. Businesses are moving back to the urban areas. As businesses move to the urban areas, that brings more money to the urban areas, which draws more people to the urban areas, but also people with money. This is why gentrification happens. So now cities are getting gentrified driving up land value, driving up rent, driving poor people to the fringes and into the suburbs. Poor people are going into the suburbs. White people are getting more scared of the poor people going into the suburbs and are moving back into the cities. So now we have... I The numbers are... Poor minorities and college students are moving into the suburbs right now, whereas... Because it's cheaper more wealthy where it's cheaper where more whereas more wealthy older millennials and younger gen xers so between 30 and 45 are moving back into the cities yeah the oldest the oldest like boomers they're staying in the suburbs they don't want to move but that's you know whatever yeah. they're about to die anyway <laughs> I, yeah um, i feel like the but, articles didn't even need to touch on that but the, yeah you were saying um about gentrification i love that the cbs article was like <laughs> Nah, this isn't because of gentrification. Like, gentrification isn't the cause of this at all. Uh, and then the Gizmodo article I read was like, yeah, no, this is just straight-up gentrification. Just, like, <laughs> just gentrification. They're just re-gentrifying cities. That's that. all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's they're taking, just like with Cleveland here, here in Cleveland, not the Doxus, but here in Cleveland. Oh, it's so evident. It's so evident. It's awful. It's like the like Midtown Lakewood area. specifically. Lakewood and Midtown are like they were completely empty and just poor people 
Yeah. And now, sorry that's if you where... don't live in the Cleveland area or aren't familiar, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> even just driving through, you recognize that Lakewood yeah. and Midtown are gentrified as fuck. That's another thing. Like, it's weirdly, it's not even just urban versus suburban. What's happening is. A bunch of people are moving back into downtown Cleveland and the very, very, very direct suburbs. And the fringe suburbs, the extreme, like, right there suburbs, are turning into mini cities. They're mm-hmm. turning into little mini hubs that are being gentrified up. And pe- yep. rich people are moving in. So it's almost like what's happening is... Urban areas are becoming more rich and suburban areas are becoming more segregated. Yeah. As suburban areas are building... where I want to live one day. Right. That's like exactly what happened. It's almost like... And some people are viewing this with a hope. Like they're... I'm so so pessimistic about the future, but some people are like watching this and (laughs) being like, okay, this is the hope. Yeah, this is the hope for the future because suburbia is destroying the environment because it's all fucking turf grass and concrete and we're killing the ecosystems. So like, yeah, urban, move back to urban. But as we're doing that, it's all being just specifically designed for rich white people Yep. and not poor minorities and not everybody in general. Will, you gotta have money to have a, have a, clean conscience about uh the climate crisis in a capitalist society if you yeah. don't have any money then you can't buy any of the shit that is going to help you save the planet duh or or no if you don't want to do... have turf grass lawn if you want to have a have fancy electric car you got to have money <laughs> hot take here but what you really got to fucking do Nate you got to have money and then you be vegan and you shove that down people's throats <laughs> Fuck if because if you're vegan, you're just you're fucking you're fighting the system, man. <laughs> Even though you're participating Listen. in every other fucking way that exploits animals and exploits slave labor, and you don't give a fuck about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I I had a very nice, delicious lamb shank last weekend for my mm. girlfriend and I's Mm-mm-mm. fifth anniversary. We we got some nice takeout, and this lamb shank was so delicious i actually got upset <laughs> with vegans for refusing <laughs> to eat delicious lamb you're just fucking taking bites and just like god fuck vegans dude what the <laughs> fuck <clears throat> like <what>? <laughs> we can do an episode on veganism another time i'm i'm actually gonna take a note on that now i mean hey like i'm of the mind that like the ideal future for humanity is is soybeans. <laughs> yeah, right. Is hyper-urban living <laughs> in, like, these things called arcologies where it's, like, gigantic towers where everybody lives that have, like, huge fucking gardens in them and just oh yeah have, like, direct farm rings around them and everybody's a fucking vegan. Like, yeah, you know, of course, it's That'd idealistic awesome. and it's very futuristic, but, like, that's th- honestly, in our current fucking state, the only goddamn way humans are going to survive. I am so... Pe- like, we oh, yeah. are destroying like the environment we are in more ways and the suburbs fossil are a big part of that why yeah a huge part destroyed. of it but they're so this is why we like had an issue with this episode might be a dialecticals because oh yeah there's so many different things to talk about like it's not just suburbs it's not just fossil fuels like suburbs alone are just such a small part of it of like not even just like 
income inequality and wealth inequality, but just like eco-destruction, like it ties into so many different things of just our culture in general, like with cars, with how we view nature, with how we view like even masculinity. Like there's a lot of like ties of masculinity to like taking care of your lawn. Yeah. And like having perfectly cut grass, which grass Don't is a get carbon me started on lawns <laughs> dude like grass mowing your lawn expels more fucking carbon than you like the the grass eats up like <laughs> dude our audience already knows this even though they're idiots <laughs> grass <laughs> lawns are stupid grow a garden god damn honestly dude seriously i've been seeing more and more like lawn gardens and i fucking love it dude that's I like love seeing shit. this shit. Like gardens yeah, with like, like fucking, not even just gardens, like fungal gardens. Like they have like fungal yards where it's like Dude. moss and fungus and mushrooms and flowers and shit. Like as their lawn instead, which also, fuck yeah, that's way prettier than fucking this disgusting centimeter of grass. <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> that, that you gotta, shit? That, that you got a pedicure every week? Fuck that shit. Yeah. Wow. I don't want to do that. I also loved that every one of these articles brought up the fact uh, that public transportation was not as readily available in um, suburbs, and <laughs> therefore everyone was struggling to get to work, even though it was cheaper to live in the suburbs. But in order to live in a capitalist society that we've created, you have to own a car to get to work. Yeah. Because living in the suburbs is more like idealistic and part of the American dream than, you know, living in the city and not having a car yeah. and taking public transportation. God damn, dude. The American like, dream is destroying uh, everything. <laughs> uh, I have this view of the future, like this specific dystopian view of what's going to happen. Let me see. Okay. I want to make sure that we've addressed everything that I, uh, everything at least tangentially that I, I need to address for this because okay. oh my god that's so much i feel like <laughs> at least Maybe. in my mind i don't know what you're where you're going <laughs> all right so quick summary so people fled to the suburbs when poor people were moving into the cities suburbs were not profitable cities yeah, were now, profitable. now we're experiencing the uh we're experiencing the downfall of that and in the downfall of that Businesses fled the suburbs back to the cities, bringing more money back to the cities, which drew richer, like rich, you know, young people, um, depending on what you call young people, (laughs) whether you mean fucking teenagers or you mean like 30 to 40 year olds. Childless, as the articles say. Yeah, childless 30 to 45 year olds are going back to the cities, which is bringing more money to the cities taking away even more money from the suburbs, but then it's also gentrifying the cities, forcing poor people out to the suburbs where they have less job opportunities. Like, they have to exchange more Mm -hmm. of their life for a car. Like, one of the parts of the Echo Echo Gecko videos is just the average cost of a car per year for the average American is about nine to 10,000 a year. And (sighs) with the median income, with the median income of a fucking American being about 30k 30 to 35k that is an insane amount of money yeah so Dude, these poor people I don't are know how many of our the suburbs yeah what so, so go to go back to your point about anti-capitalist music 
uh, there's this song that Metric wrote, I think, in like 2003. But the one of the refrains is, buy this car to drive to work, drive to work to pay for this car. Yeah. Like, fuck. Damn. It literally is. This is this exploitation cycle of just, like, keep poor people poor. Not dying, but just poor. So that they yeah. barely eke out an existence, but they have just enough money to buy some luxuries so that they don't feel like they're slaves. Yep. Like, and as these people are getting pushed to the suburbs and getting forced to spend more and more on transportation and their cities are getting degraded even more. So like now urban poor people and minorities were already facing like uh, education issues where they have no funding for their education because of redlining and shit. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. They're now it's going to be worse in the suburbs. And honestly with all of this and plus all the eco destruction causing, you know, accelerated climate change, my, my view of this is in 50 years, what's going to happen is all of the rich people are going to live in cities, are going to live in fancy mm-hmm. fucking cities with parks and nature and everything. Poor people are going to live literally right outside of the cities with nothing to do but work because they have to pay for their cars to yep. get to work. But yeah. then also as the economy gets destroyed, America is going to move more back towards manufacturing jobs instead of service jobs. And what's mm-hmm. going to happen is there's going to become a centralized hub of rich people surrounded by factories that the poor people work who are just on the ring right outside of factories. Dude, I I hate to say it, but uh, <laughs> to keep on brand, doesn't really take a genius to figure that out because Susan Collins, yeah. is that her name? The the author of uh, The Hunger Games, which yeah. I, which I, it's literally that. <laughs> like, yeah. Every science I, I fiction author already fucking knows this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see I Yes, but like I I hate being that guy who's like, uh, it this has already been discussed in science in sci-fi. Just like with AIs. <laughs> I'm not as afraid of AI as other people are because I think it's overblown in sci-fi. But like Oh yeah, for sure. When you start that's, that's also just like a click factor too. Right, exactly. But like when you start thinking about the state and future of like what we're doing to ourselves yeah finish that drink <laughs> when we, we, we think about when we think about the future and the, of what we're currently doing to ourselves i can't help even regardless of what people have already wrote about i can't help but think that that's just the path we're going towards yeah it's like, fucking depressing it's because like what can we do what the fuck can we fucking do i i just it's so hard. This is why we're drinking this episode because we're. <laughs> it's so depressing and angry. <laughs> Will's trying to blackpill me this week, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're both blackpilling each other. We just keep sending each other tweets on <laughs> Twitter, just like, just getting us each other more and more angry. I've I've been like reaching out to my other leftist friends too, being like, guys, I'm so blackpilled. Please help me out. Please, I don't want to. I don't want to be this hope. hopeless. And they're just like. No, yeah, no, you're you're basically right. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> God damn, it's so fuck. This is like the epitome of. It's it's kind of sad. At this point, this is just gonna be a chat episode, Nate. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. But well, no, I already already knew it was gonna be a chat episode, given that we were drinking. Okay. But I'm still gonna number it because fuck our audience. They're all idiots anyway. <laughs> I did want to mention exactly. one last thing that was like kind of on topic. 
but I used to live with my uncle in Brunswick, uh, which is like a, a suburb, basically. Of, yeah. It's like south of Cleveland. But my uncle worked in Cleveland, and he commuted from Brunswick. And then he would come home and complain about like how poorly the taxes and like property taxes were allocated for schools. So like another large problem of like why suburbs are suffering is because local governments don't know how the fuck to allocate and use tax resources and yeah. tax stratifications like based on income. None of that is organized and none of that gets done well so that the people Everyone in every tax bracket feels like they are being cheated out of something. Yes. And it's just it's just all a shit show. And yesterday I watched an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia with uh, my girlfriend. And <laughs> very relevant to what we were talking about. But Mac and Dennis, I don't know if anyone in our audience watches the show, but basically the whole cast is just a bunch of shitheads. And they decide to move out of the city in Philadelphia to a suburb of Philadelphia oh, in order that to episode, save money. Yeah. yeah. And they I love fu- it. can't fucking hack it. <laughs> Even though they're saving money and literally every like five minutes it just shows Dennis commuting to work, literally yeah. screaming his <laughs> lungs out, <laughs> being like, You fucking idiot! God yeah. damn it, I'm just trying to get to work. And then he comes home, yells at his neighbor, comes home and yells at his wife, which is his friend who he's living with. It's just fucking extrapolating on like the horrible nature that we've created for ourselves that is suburbia. Um, oh yeah. And then the the last thing I'll touch on is uh, there's this movie directed by George Clooney uh, with Matt Damon, and uh, it's called Suburbicon. Very underrated. Has really poor reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and like other movie review sites, but I really liked it. I thought it was a really cool like twist on. Uh, a mystery movie but it was about a black family moving into a suburb in like the late 60s and this black family was like had all the attention in the town and this white family who was living next door to them was doing all this heinous evil shit and all of it went unnoticed because the black family was having like protests outside their house literally every night. And, you, and yeah. you're just like, this is still fucking happening. It's Holy fuck. That's just, that's just an allegory for all of 2020. Yeah, literally. Like, oh, oh my God. And it came out in like 2018, I think. It's not, it's not that old of a movie, uh, but yeah. God, we've been talking okay. about this shit for so long. Why the fuck? Yeah, I just, <sighs> and that, there was that one. There was one thing you said in there that reminded me. It's like just there's something also about suburbs that I hate is they tend to be rich white people who mostly advocate for lower taxes. Oh yeah. So there's like they're already barely affording to like supply their town with tax money, and they're getting money from urban areas even though they say they don't want welfare programs Mm -hmm. and then they advocate for lower taxes which just exacerbates it more and it's just the constant stream of hypocrisy and just like bad coincidences just slowly destroying our society mental disconnects yeah like obvious disconnects i don't know like the thing that my uncle used to always talk about was like, yeah, our schools aren't getting as well funded now. 
And like, I grew up in a suburb too, uh, in Menor, Ohio, which is in Lake County. Um, but our school is like one of the biggest in the state. And like the year after I graduated, a bunch of heroin circles started forming precisely probably because of what these articles are talking about. Like lower income uh, families yeah. started moving to the suburbs and like, I don't know who was, who was like selling all these drugs, but like, it's probably just an extrapolation of like drug problems. And, uh, yeah, the last thing and I'll what say... what we talked about before with the drug wars and CIA and shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like, it probably wasn't an accident, I don't know. I forget which article said this, but uh, one article called, like, the white flight, urban decay, like, poor families and brown families moving to the cities was the decay of cities. <laughs> and I thought that was extremely racist. Oh, and, my God, uh, yeah. Now they're talking about an urban revival... Which is like how that is too on the nose. <laughs> like you can't fucking say yeah. that. As as black people are moving out of urban areas and white people are moving in, this is a really good rejuvenation of the urban like, centers in our country. I couldn't believe that they <laughs> used those words. They literally uh, used them in tandem in the same article: yeah. "Urban Decay" and "Urban Revival." I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? That you you can't do that. That's fucked up." <laughs> I just, well, oh my god, um, this. I mean, this entire episode's political, but so it doesn't matter that I'm saying this, but it, it's very <laughs> similar to one of the te- like the central points of fascism. <laughs> oh God, of, no! Of wait, two, wait, I can't wait to see where this goes. Con- two contradictory points about a certain people or group or whatever. So it's like in fascism, your enemy is both strong and weak at the same time. They're morally weak. They're rats. They're undeserving of empathy, blah, blah, blah. But simultaneously, they're so strong that you yeah, need to centralize around yeah. one great man like Hitler or Mussolini to fight against them. Yeah. And there's just been so much. And not that I'm saying like everything about white culture in America is fascist, but there's so <laughs> many. Yeah, well, there's so many fucking tangents with it where it's just like everything, everything white people have been saying for the past fucking year has just been so fascistic. It blows my mind of just like of that thing where it's like the enemy Antifa is both weak and strong leftists sjw's are both fucking whores and prudes the fucking left in general they're trying to kill you they're trying to come and murder you in your homes but also they're weak little rats in the street and then a bunch of you know white people are just openly nazis at this point they hate fucking jews but it's just Mm. and this is coming from two fucking white people this isn't white guilt by the way i have zero (laughs) guilt for being white i have also like Something but I, I hate America. I yeah. hate America so fucking much. <laughs> Something that I strongly associate with like white culture in quotes, if you can even say that, is toxic masculinity. Like you said before, I yeah. feel like that does not exist within other segments of of culture in in this country. Like yes, there there are no other communities that perpetuate the desire and like must well, i i'd say there are definitely other communities there's probably communities 
I think toxic masculinity is more of a symptom of misogyny than it is a symptom of white superiority. Okay, but yeah. it is a it is a central part of white superiority, I will say. And it just bleeds into other parts of capitalism. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also when when people like Nate and I say white culture and like what it means to be white and shit, we're not saying that every white person is like that like this. We're not saying that you d- deserve to feel guilty oh, yeah, and feel like not. shit no, for being yeah. white. This is just, just educate yourself. What is perpetuated by a society that is dominated by rich white people and it is a fucking fact that yeah. america is dominated by rich white people <laughs> so the culture that is imbued into society by that is what people mean by white culture yeah. so don't get offended if you're white and we're saying this <laughs> dude i i remember talking with one of my cousins one time and he was like he's like in the very beginning stages of like becoming political he's 15 yeah and uh i remember asking him if he thought racism was a problem in the u.s and he said no and i was like i my jaw just hit the floor (laughs) i was like whoa wait 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 a minute and like reading all of these articles i was just like how can you read any of these articles and just be like yeah racism doesn't exist it's not a it's not a problem because I hate all to always, these articles touch on race. Like, yeah, they just lump and they always people like, with brown people. And they always passively connect all of these negative connotations and negative adjectives yeah. to poor people and minorities. Passively, key they, word. Yeah. And it's like, that's what, that's what, when people say there's like, well, there's multiple aspects to it, but that's part of the thing that when people say systemic racism and shit, like, when it's built into our society, it's these these very small cues that you give to other people of being mm-hmm. like, for example, blackness is connected to being poor and being a criminal and being obnoxious and blah, blah, blah. Being As somebody who grew up under a definitely racist father, um, I, I know that Ooh. that happens and they're very defensive over it. Like, that's, hey, that's I, don't okay. mean, I don't mean black people. I mean... A certain culture, and then I go, yeah, okay, my, but my, what culture yeah, do you mean? Parts and, of my extended family are also very racist. Yeah, <laughs> it's I it's, get it. it's so aggravating. I'm so glad I grew out of that. Like I grew, I grew away from that. What were you saying right before that? Because I was gonna say, I hate to always bring up that I was an ANCAP before, but it's always funny because I was a piece of shit, and it's funny <laughs> to like reflect on the fact that I had very similar ideas to a lot of the people we talk about. So, like, mm-hmm. I can almost understand them, like, way more empathetically than other people can because I yeah. was that way. So, it's like I can understand and realize the stupidity of those things. But I can't remember what I was going to say. Fuck. You lucky fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like my transition was way too fast because, like, even in high school, I was starting to question when I took my AP government class. I was like, wait, government is basically just a sham? Like, none of these fuckers know what they're doing. <laughs> Uh, and then I got to college and like started talking to more people who had more leftist ideologies. And I was like, and and initially, of course I had like that cognitive dissonance, but I was so willing to throw away my past opinions and ideas. I don't know. I, I feel like it came too easy. To oh, me. I mean, and I, it, that like detracts yeah. a l- away from a lot of my, uh, like I what I should so. feel empathy for. I don't know. I think I think young people are more willing to uh, 
abandoned is a harsh word, but like discard their shitty past ideals because we recognize there's no inherent worth to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the older you get with one ideology, the more like you're like, no, I've, I felt this way for so long. I can't possibly change now. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I pride myself on the fact that I went from in a high school, not political at all. Uh, I probably hypercentrist. Like I didn't care. <laughs> like my dad was conservative, but I never thought about politics. And then in college I heard about Bernie and started becoming more leftist. But then all of a sudden I had a couple friends who were anarcho-capitalists who were very like, you know, consent matters above everything, but also the government sucks and nothing the government does is literally ever good. And somehow (laughs) that corrupted my brain. And I got too fixated on the philosophical, puritanical ideology of, of course, and of course consent matters in all aspects in every single fucking interaction. I still believe that. However... I don't translate that to mean every single action taken by a governmental body is inherently immoral and bad because I'm more pragmatic than I was before. So yeah. I went from I went from Bernie bro to fucking ANCAP to late 2019 <laughs> being like, I'm suppressing my morals. Maybe universal health care is a good idea because I don't want people to die. And I became like a centrist sock dem. And then the pandemic radicalized me into a leftist. And then I started reading Marx and reading like actual theory. Not that you need to, not a theory humper or anything, but I started reading more theory and then being like, oh fuck, no, I'm just like an actual socialist. Like I'm like (laughs) legitimately a literal socialist. (laughs) Not a fucking higher taxes, universal healthcare socialist, like restructure society, decommodify everything socialist. Deprivatize mostly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is private property what caused suburbs to to? You could say definitely that would definitely be a part of it. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Because, because are are the poor uh, communities that are destroying suburbs now in quotes? <laughs> um, are the, <laughs> are they paying rent? They're probably making yeah, other people it's, it's richer. it's rental properties. Yeah, it's yeah. rental. Exactly, it's rental properties, and it's, it's it's centralizing more wealth into a few people's hands instead of like rediversifying it back into Who the population. Who probably live in the cities, or have multiple homes in right. cities, yeah. or live on the other side of the country and don't give a fuck. Right. And it's it's because if fucking land and housing, you know, the thing that we need to, oh, I don't know, not fucking die weren't a commodity like hey maybe we should just let people have a home so that they don't fucking die on the street i'm sorry i don't care how cheap you think it is that's disgusting just like that's really what it comes down to yeah like like i don't care how cheap you think water and heat is but I think everybody should have that. Oh my god, I'm a fucking commie, I guess. I think everybody should maybe not die in the fucking winter. And, like and not to We've grown like, past this hum, humans have grown past the point of needing to care about that shit. We America is so fucking rich. We could give everybody food, shelter and in heat and water. It's it's not an issue. And this is a yeah, fucking post-capitalism fact. is hitting hard in 2021. 
and not to show uh. our true influences right now, but I was watching Vosh today, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah tr- uh, a lot of people hate Vosh. So watch out, yeah. Oh, I I don't really understand why, honestly. But uh, yeah, take him out of context, he, yeah. Yeah, he was talking about like how uh, the amount of empty homes is like astronomically higher than the amount of people who are homeless in the U.S. Yes, absolutely. And I was just yeah. like, complex problem, simple fucking solution. Like, just yeah. let these people live in houses. It's easy. Here's a simple, it's it's so fucking easy. It's like, it just have an ounce of empathy. Honestly, here's a simple fucking, like, hypothetical for people who maybe don't understand this or don't agree with us. The housing market is constantly built on, like, constantly rising prices of houses. This is part of the reason why the 2008 financial crash happened. You know, most of it was because they were bundling a bunch of fucking... Uh, they, they were letting I don't banks remember the run term. wild, basically. And yeah, they were letting banks letting run wild, lo- and they were letting them bundle yeah. a bunch of, like, shitty loans together into, like, AAA loans and making them seem better than they were, and that eventually led to the crash, blah, blah, blah. It's a big fucking This thing. was the Obama but era, by the way. Obama part- fucking sucks. Fuck Obama. Yeah. Well, this is right after Bush. Recent tweets but about yes. him. <laughs> This is more exacerbated by just America in general, but also, yes, fuck Obama. He fucking sucks. He's a terrible goddamn president. But part of the reason is the general mentality of everything needs to constantly inflate. Everything constantly needs to rise in prices. Everything needs to constantly get better and better and better and better and better because all you're looking for is profit. Yep. So the housing market is constantly like, houses need to constantly every year get more expensive. Well, that's the because only way capitalism benefit, can operate, though. Exactly. And that, that supposedly benefits the population, whereas if you think about it, if you're already poor and everything's constantly getting more fucking expensive, how do you get out of being poor? Yeah. Not everybody can be a small business owner. Not everybody Ugh. can have a fucking good idea for an app not everybody can fucking make the next fucking trip like just massive corporation like bill gates and fucking jeff bezos like this this and, is and you not can't have time realistic to have ideas and have a second business if you're working two or three jobs just to pay for your rent and car exactly so this is another thing um most rich people everybody technically owns property the difference is most rich people own profiting property as in they own Mm -hmm. land they owned businesses they own shares things that in our culture are constantly expanding whereas poor people own property like cars tvs apartments so they are in debt from school or rent they are owning cars who are constantly depreciating and have zero value or negative value so the ability to get out of your predicament if you're poor is impossible there's stickiness at the both mm-hmm. at both ends if you're very poor you're likely to stay poor almost your generations after you likely to stay poor if you're very rich generations after you likely to stay rich if you're in the middle you might swing back and forth a little bit but generally you're going to stay in the same area like yeah that's something the articles mentioned too like <sighs> just because uh, people are finding cheaper housing al- alternatives in suburbs if they're a poor family. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be able to jump out of right. their, you know, tax bracket 
into a higher one because they have to buy a car. They're losing yeah. their income to rent uh, and, you know, they taking still have care shitty of their schools. property and land and whatever. Yeah. It, it just piles up and it's so dialectical and you can't, <laughs> you can't break the system just by moving to a suburb, I guess. I don't know how we, how yeah. we want to wrap Yo, this up. Ah. Yeah. There's no way to wrap this up. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, our our one avid listener from uh, who is also my friend mentioned last week that we didn't wrap up last week in a satisfying way. So oh, I don't know. If, I don't you. know if that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> I I there's just yeah, it's really hard to because I feel like we I don't know I feel like we just ramble a lot, you know, which is good or bad. We'll 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 try to. We'll try to figure out a better structure, but uh, I don't yeah. particularly care. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to care when we don't have a huge audience. Like, if we had more audience input, then it'd be easier to tailor to yeah. their Yeah, needs. audience. Let's guilt you. <laughs> Hold on. Audience, why don't you fucking interact with us? Come on. I tweeted you want us three to times better, today. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying really hard. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, we just wanted to rant about how <laughs> suburbs fucking suck. Uh, I guess I live in a suburb, even though I live in a condominium. I technically do too. I live in Cleveland Heights, but yeah. if you want to be hyper technical, it's an old suburb, so it's like <laughs> a ton more trees and shit. But it's still got the same problems where it's too many single family homes. Oh yeah, and it's not probably Everyone not profitable. That's probably why yeah. the local cleveland heights tax is way fucking higher than the cleveland tax local tax yeah we didn't even do like a lot of research into like property taxes and how those are broken up and what they exactly fund and how much of it funds police and blah 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 we could go on and on and on and that's why that's the trouble with having a leftist podcast is it just gets too fucking dialectical and you can't talk about anything without getting too broad yeah, we, it's <laughs> it's we had this discussion before of just like God, this could get a little big, and I'm kind of glad we decided to not go too research heavy and just like drink and just chat about it. <laughs> yeah, <'cause>, me too. Because <laughs> this could have been really boring and really long. <laughs> <laughs> if you want Hopefully the deep, if you boring. want like just listen. Oh yeah, I mean I don't think so, but. You know, who knows? If the audience would interact with us more, we would know. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Once but, again. Uh, anyway. Call to action. <laughs> but one more time, I just want to say, if you are listening, uh, check out the small channel Echo Gecko. Yeah, Actually, we will I've definitely link it my, in the description. I've been fucking with my headphones, so if there's a weird fucking noise, I apologize. But Echo Gecko, we'll link it. I recommend his, his channel. It is very in-depth. There's a ton of research and it uh, is guaranteed to piss you off. <laughs> it's going to black pill you. Be it, prepared. It might. Yeah, it might make you very apathetic. Anyway, idiots, these are two idiots who have talked to you now for a little bit about for an hour. various things uh, that plague modern society. <laughs> but my name <laughs> <Yes>. is Nate. <laughs> I'm Will. Have a good one. I will complain at you. At a later date. (laughs) All right, goodbye. (laughs) Bye bye.